Welcome to All of Yoga. This podcast explores, you guessed it, all of yoga, including the roots and history of yoga, how simple concepts from yoga philosophy can help us live a less stressful life, and how to approach the physical aspect of yoga in a safe and beneficial way. If you're brand new to yoga and wondering what it's all about, or you're an experienced yogi looking to learn more about all of yoga, this podcast is for you. Ashtanga yoga is two things. One, a set of principles and guidelines to live by. Ashto means eight and anga means limb. So this is referred to as the eight-limbed path of yoga. And two, a style of physical yoga. And this is what we'll talk about today. Navigating your way through the different styles of yoga can be a bit of a minefield. So we'll break down what Ashtanga yoga is, the benefits of Ashtanga yoga, some bits and bobs to bear in mind, and then we'll let you know how you can practice Ashtanga yoga with us at Yoga Hero if you'd like to. Okay, let's go. What is Ashtanga Yoga? The main thing that differentiates the style of Ashtanga Yoga is that it is a set sequence. Your flow classes, yin, ayenga classes, etc, etc, are sequences that have been created by the teacher, whereas Ashtanga is a set sequence. Actually, a series of six set sequences, <laughs> which is quite the tongue twister. <laughs> They get progressively more physically challenging as they go on. Ashtanga yoga was made famous, for want of a better word, by Patabi Joyce, who has since been shamed. So while his name is strongly associated with Ashtanga, there's not much more to say about him here. The nature of Ashtanga being a set sequence is really interesting. It allows the practitioner to move their focus away from the sequence, i.e. away from wondering how long to stay in a pose or what to do next, but instead to notice how each pose, each breath, each section of the sequence feels. In his book, Ashtanga, The Practice Manual, David Swenson says, Each practice is a journey. Endeavour to move with awareness and enjoy the experience. Allow it to unfold as a flower opens. There's no benefit in hurrying. (laughs) And I'll just say that again because that's so important. There's no benefit in hurrying. Yoga grows with time. As well as the set sequences, Ashtanga includes a strong focus on the breath. So much so that poses are held for a certain number of breaths and the breaths are often counted by the teacher and the way that transitions between poses are executed is in a set way with certain parts of the transition done on an inhale and others on an exhale. This strong connection between the breath and movement demands a lot of focus which basically 
means <laughs> that you will struggle to plan your to-do list and to draft that reply email to Fred at work and to wonder what to have for tea because you have to be so focused on the sequence so that everything else takes a back seat, which is really good for your brain and really good for reducing stress levels. Another important component of Ashtanga is banda, meaning lock or bind. A banda is a lock of energy used to move energy in a certain way in the body. There's three main bandas which I'll break down here. And if this is something that you're interested in, then that could be a sign that Ashtanga yoga is a great style of yoga for you to practice. There's Mula Banda an energy lock around the area of the pelvic floor to send energy upwards into vital organs and into the head. There's Uddiyana Banda, an energy lock in the abdomen to create structure and strength in the torso. And finally, Jalandhara Banda, the throat lock, used infrequently but to great benefit. The last main component of Ashtanga is Drishti, the gaze point, which is a set place to rest your focus in each pose. Within the eight limbs of yoga that I mentioned right at the beginning of the episode, the fifth limb is Pratyahara, which means withdrawing the attention away from the senses to be able to focus much more clearly on your internal environment on how your body is feeling and what's going on in your mind. Rather than closing the eyes, which might be a complete health and safety disaster in many of the poses, instead, we rest the gaze on a set point, on the drishti, to keep the mind focused rather than wandering about with wandering eyes. In terms of what to bear in mind, Ashtanga can be quite strict. The practice can have quite strict alignment principles, which are mainly achievable by those who practice in the traditional way, a full sequence, so between 90 minutes and two hours, six days a week. But these alignment principles aren't often achievable by a non-Ashtangi. And trying to contort to these arbitrary principles may cause more harm than good. So, Choose a teacher who is compassionate and knowledgeable and adaptable, not married to alignment above all else. If you find an Ashtanga teacher near you, you could simply email them or call them and ask, are you happy modifying for different abilities and body types and see what they say? In your gut, you'll know if this teacher is right for you or not. Also, in terms of what to bear in mind, Ashtanga can be addictive. (laughs) Not clinically addictive, or at least not that I'm aware of, but the desire to move to the next pose, to a deeper version of that, to the next sequence, can ignite an ambition and drive that overrides compassion for energy levels and injury. Be careful. Watch what your mind is saying when you practice. What's the intention behind doing that pose, that way, or that sequence? Do you need a break? you need to practice something else for a little while. And finally, to bear in mind, Ashtanga, for most people, is very physically challenging. 
While a knowledgeable and compassionate teacher can help make the modifications and variations to suit you, in the main, if you go to an Ashtanga class, expect a challenge. As for practicing Ashtanga with Yoga Hero, we do have a weekly class which is great to attend and learn the sequence and build on that each week. We also have an Ashtanga 101 workshop held on the 23rd of April, which is 1.30 until 3.15. It's £15 or it's included in membership. This is for anyone who's interested but has never tried yoga or maybe has tried different styles of yoga but has never tried Ashtanga. It's also for people who have done Ashtanga before but want to revisit the basics. We also run monthly Ashtanga full primary series workshops. So that's the first of the six sequences. All these offerings are taught by Jess. When we asked her about Ashtanga, she says, To me, Ashtanga holds a real sense of homecoming. I first started practicing Ashtanga in California. At that point, I was brand new to yoga and I didn't know what the different styles meant. It just happened to be the local class. So I went along. (laughs) The class was dynamic and the sequence just kept coming, but I fell in love immediately. Initially, it was the challenge of the asana, the poses, that hooked me. Being in a hot, sweaty room, Californian summertime with the heating on, trying to put my body into different shapes. Seeing the other people in the room so clearly dedicated to this practice was so inspiring and just drew me in further. So I kept turning up and kept trying to make sense of it all. Pretty quickly, I realised that these asanas were much more a tool for the mind than the body. And that is really where my yoga journey started. Today, it's the familiar nature of the set sequence that keeps me coming back. Every day, the sequence remains the same. Yet the experience is different. It's an opportunity to learn more about your body and so, so much more about your mind, your thought processes and your relationship with yourself. Now, wherever I am, when I hear the opening mantra, it transports me back to that first class, stepping on the mat, no clue what was in store, but with so much curiosity, only now with a real feeling of being home, wherever I am in the world. So lovely yogis, that's our insight into Ashtanga. Go have a wonderful day and remember you are your own hero.